The Minister of Human Settlement, Mamuluko Kubai, is currently leading a team of South Africans at the 11th session of the World Urban Forum. The World Urban Forum is hosted by the government of Poland at the International Congress Center in Katowice from the 26th to the 30th of June under the theme Transforming Our Cities for a Better Urban Future. And I would like us to cross over to Poland where I'm going to be speaking to the MEC of Infrastructure in the Western Cape, Mr. Tessius Seamus. Good morning and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning and good morning to all the Ubuntu Radio listeners. No, indeed, it's a great honor to be part of the significant delegation, obviously under the leadership of our National Minister, Kubai, because ultimately as a country we do support the new urban agenda, which is the core focus of, of this, this Wolf 11, but also, you know, we have really advanced in terms of the implementation of this as South Africa. Thank you so much for making time to speak to us. Maybe you can just give us a little background about this event, the World Urban Forum. What is it all about? Well, the World Urban Forum is held biannually every two years. Uh, it focuses on sustainable, resilient urban development. There's 13 sustainable development goals, which obviously South Africa is also committed to. We then every two years, as nations come together, we have different souls. You, you show what the country has been doing, also what they are doing. But we also focus on the future, you know, uh, the future technologies, which is one of the themes we spoke about uh, yesterday. We focus on affordable housing, models of financing. We also focus on youth empowerment, women empowerment. But in general, how do we make uh, our metros and secondary cities you know, sustainable, but also so that we can contribute to a, to a carbon-friendly future as uh, uh, countries that are focused and committed to the, the 13 SDGs. It's been a few days since the event started, and it will come to an end tomorrow. What have you observed so far? Well, what I, what I have observed is, firstly, a lot of countries, but a bigger African contingent that's present at Wolf 11. We have seen really, you know, leaps and bounds of innovation, but also as, a, as South Africa, we could also showcase what we have done in terms of the implementation uh, as part of our commitment to the new urban agenda. We have also seen, uh, you know, sister states uh, talking about the impact of COVID-19, and we've also spoken about our resilient approach to a post-COVID-19 reality in terms of the infrastructure sector but also how our urban spaces now need to be redesigned, redesigned and also reconceptualized for sustainable future because it's projected that by 2050, more than 70% of the world's population will actually be residing in our metro or urban areas and that the bulk of them will be youth. I think one concern for the African continent is that this massive urbanization process is not linked to industrialization which is something that as the, the African nations actually did, uh, talked about this morning, it all relates to our ability to actually implement all of these roof, uh, uh, discussions, but also the new urban agenda. So all in all, a very productive uh, session. There's administrative input, but also, obviously, as, as members of legislators, and relevant spheres of government, it's very important. But we also saw local governments portraying their contribution in partnership with the relevant spheres of government from a South African perspective, how we are working together to institutionalize the new urban agenda where we, we can as far as possible through various parts of including social society, which is a key component in the success 
of the urban agenda. Looking at South Africa, we have a high number of people who are living in informal settlements. How do you think we are doing in comparison to other countries in terms of urbanization of our cities? Well, I must say part, part of the, the, the massive urbanization and uh, what we call informal settlements, I learned here, other African states and countries of the world called slums, but we actually have the second highest most number of informal settlements in the world driven by the need for people for better opportunities. And the question now is, how do you balance the provision of state-subsidized housing, or as you call it, RDP housing, with affordable housing, but also the upgrading of informal settlements, which is obviously one of the key priorities of the national minister in all nine provinces. But how do we do this thinking outside of the box, outside of the normal government process, but also how do we finance the upgrading of informal settlements as South Africa, and we've learned valuable lessons from Kenya and from Cameroon, but also uh, from, from one of our other African sisters, how uh, they are doing it. So we are also changing, exchanging notes on how we can effectively address this, but how do we do it in a sustainable manner within the rule of law? Obviously, we can get new financing models for the upgrading of informal settlements. Earlier on, you spoke about the implementation of the new urban agenda. And I understand that it is aligned to the National Development Plan priorities for spatial transformation. Would you please talk about those priorities for South Africa? No, no, indeed. That's a very good question. And thank you very much. Uh, what we, we seek to focus on through our new urban agenda, in terms of the South African context, as you so eloquently stated it, which the National Minister will now table our the Cabinet, uh, and which we will also share with the rest of our African sisters and brothers, also the UN Habitat. But the key learnings from the study has shown that for our agenda to be successful, you know, we need a whole of government, but also you know, the whole of society approach, which means, you know, we need, we need to focus on multiple national sectors. We need to focus on all the spheres of government. We also just need to focus on societal stakeholders, which in this case, includes communities which, which are key success for us. We also believe that the mission of the new urban agenda is to tackle poverty and inequality, but more so of improving the quality of, our, of the lives of our people living in informal settlements through a, a progressive process where we will focus on the informal settlement upgrading through the various grant systems, but also looking at new finance models. Also, what's key, uh, a third uh, core component, for us that, you know, there seems to be this dichotomy between rural and, and urban, which is a false dichotomy because urbanization is a phenomenon that affects all people, no matter where they live. And this needs to be addressed holistically in all human settlements along the rural and rural to urban continuum. Obviously, you know, intermediate cities are seeing the fastest demographic growth in many places on the continent, but this also includes South Africa and our key um, metropolitan areas. Now, these towns and cities are, at times, sadly, insufficiently resourced uh, financially and in terms of human capacity. So I need to see how we can react to that and get ahead of the strength. So from the national perspective, but also from provincial government's perspective, we need to see how we will be able to support the urban development in these places, but more so in, spatially, in, in, an, in a spatially integrated manner that connects agricultural areas to markets, it connects our rural villages to education and healthcare, and also it needs to uh, connect various generational dependencies with a library of opportunities. And the fourth thing, uh, key thing, uh, take away for me, is that the consequence of climate change 
is no more distant theoretical possibility. We've seen this in KZN. We are seeing it in, in Eastern Cape. You can have a, a, a serious doubt that they are experiencing. So part of you know the, 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 this plan is to focus on how we can harness the, the energy of housing through human settlements, through urban development, and how this can possibly contribute to the economic development of our country, but obviously as part of the African continent as a whole, in terms of structural transformation, by increasing our, our disaster reactiveness, but also being more proactive and also climate resilient in the post-COVID recovery. And this is just some of the key points of our uh, aspect as of South Africa, how we will approaching the new urban agenda in our country. The South African delegation includes all three spheres of government, civil society, business, academia, and members of parliament. How do you think the participation of these different groups of people is going to help in like, coming back to South Africa and implementing what you have picked up from the World Urban Forum? Well, indeed, uh, what we are picking up, and once again, we are, we are also observing other sister African states, but also other countries across the continent, it's that there needs to be synergy between your three spheres of government. The fourth uh, part is also, you know, our social partners, our community-based organizations. And once we all are synergized and we understand exactly the plan, I'm packing the plan, but as one of our African uh, brothers told us this morning in our meeting, we need to start talking about plans, but in implementation in Africa, we could actually showcase how to synergize the approach by getting all three spheres of government and the, and the, 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 the societal uh, structures to, to work together, uh, that we can actually have an impactful implementation of the new urban agenda. But once again, from a governance perspective, you have the legislators, which is us, and the various spheres of government, and you have the administrators, which are also here, and how we need to synergize between these two, and also how we need to lessen the, the red tape to ensure that we can accelerate the delivery of the implementation of the new urban agenda, but once again, also our non-governmental organizations, our NGOs and our NPOs who are partners with us, also have a key role to play in the acceleration of the, the implementation of the new urban agenda because, you know, they play a very key uh, com, uh, role in terms of empowering our communities with government. So yeah, it's all of government approach, but also all of society approach to ensure a successful implementation after Roof 11, because it's, we are now in a post-COVID-19 reality, and uh, that is what's heavy on all three spheres of government during our various discussions, but also NPOs and our NGOs. So this is the lessons that we take from Roof 11 when we come back to, to our, the shores of our lovely South Africa, that we can all work together to ensure a better functional South Africa in terms of all nine provinces through functional all three spheres of government and our supportive role towards one another not excluding the NPOs and the NGOs, which is also the key role to play moving forward. MEC Tessia Simas, the newly appointed provincial uh, MEC of Infrastructure in the Western Cape, thank you so much for having time to speak to us this morning. We wish you all the best at that event. Thank you very much, man. Thank you for your listeners.